0: This is Dream Big with Dina Budano. I'm creating this podcast to give us a space to bring all your ideas to the table. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dream Big with Dina Budano. And I am so excited for my guest today. We recently connected through the Spokane Coeur d'Alene Living Magazine. I, some of you may not know, but I've been working with the magazine now since April, and I love it, and I'm meeting just amazing people in all types of businesses throughout Spokane. So that just makes my heart very happy, and I'm so excited for you guys to meet and here from Jessica Blackwell. So thank you, Jessica, for being here. Go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do in our community. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me on. My name
1: is Jessica Blackwell, and I am a nurse practitioner. I own eVillage Health, which is a primary care practice, actually based out of my home in Chatteroy. So I saw my first patient about a year ago, so we're coming up on our one-year anniversary for seeing patients, and I've been in healthcare for about 25 years now, but eVillage Health is my current baby since my babies are pretty well-grown in my house, and that's kind of one leg of my professional life, and another leg is a practice management and consulting business that I am currently developing as well with a couple of businessmen from Spokane. That is my medical practice and, and business. I have a couple of kiddos, two boys, one's off to college, one is junior in high school. And so I asked permission for um, to open another business from my youngest, because I kind of got a lot of flack the first time I opened a business and worked like a million hours. And this time it was a very different response. It was oh yeah, mom, go ahead, open another business because I really don't have time for you anyways. So (laughs) I had, you know, mixed emotions about that answer, but he wasn't totally wrong. So here I am opening business number two.
0: Well, I love that. I love that you're, you know, in that season of life where you get to open that second business. And, you know, I'm in the same boat as you. I have adult children and I know that they're happy that I have something for me as well, because I would be in their lives probably way too much. (laughs) So I completely get it. (laughs) Uh Yeah, they do grow up. (laughs) Well, I, this is the Dream Big Podcast, and I love, um, and I want to get, I want to get more into um, what you do. I'm, I'm very curious. I was talking to a marketing gal yesterday, And telling her I had a podcast with you today and I said you know I know it's eVillage Health so I'm excited for us to unpack that a little bit more but I want us to go back to the beginning and I just love this question because it's fun to hear um, from all of the guests wherever you know this kind of starts for them but I love for the audience too that we kind of enter into that dream space and so tell us, what did you dream about as a young child? What, what did you see yourself doing in the future?
1: Gosh, well, probably the first time I thought about what I might do in life was when I was about five years old. And I had a really traumatic experience um, of having a tooth knocked out with a teeter-totter on the playground. Oh. And, um, my mother rushed to school and paid $5 to the first finder of the tooth and off we went to the dentist. And I feel like dentistry has come a long way since then, but in those days it was very different than now. And so just that entire experience of procedure after procedure after procedure, um, I knew then um, that I would do something helping sick people and I didn't really know what that looked like I knew it wouldn't be dentistry because I at that point kind of had an anxiety attack every time I walked into a dentist clinic saw a dentist sign (laughs) anything related to dentistry but I knew I would take care of people and I feel like that concept kind of mutated as I grew older you know at one point it shifted from I'm going to take care of people to I'm going to take care of whales Mm. and I'm not quite sure how I made that leap, but then I ended up surfacing back around to, I'm going to take care of people. So by the time I was in high school, I pretty much felt um, that it was my calling to be a nurse. And again, I didn't really know what that looked like. And then my first year of college, I had a nurse practitioner as a provider. And I was like, gosh, what are you Like, I didn't even know you existed. And I, and then right then the first time I met her and I loved how she treated me and I was comfortable with her and she had compassion and I was like, gosh, that's it. I'm going to be a nurse practitioner. And I really never wavered. So even in, even in college, when, you know, you have to remember, I went to college over 25 years ago and nursing was also viewed very differently as an industry. So it had to kind of be, I learned a well-kept secret that I wanted to be a nurse practitioner. And I had that vision and goal because back then I got a lot of pushback from my nurse instructors and other nurses that I have to, you know, I shouldn't expect to be a nurse practitioner um, without doing my time as a nurse first, interestingly. Thankfully, I have to tell you, I had two instructors, though, and I would be remiss not to mention them, uh, two undergrad instructors that supported my dreams, encouraged me to go on and become a nurse practitioner, and um, were they really there with me every step of the way. And, and to this day, they're my very good friends. So, you know, I also had that support because that's what helps, I think, bring our dreams to fruition, right? Those key players in our life.
0: Yes, Yes, and it's just amazing to look back on the history and see how it all comes into place and just how they supported you through that process. So I love it. Okay, well tell us, you know, um, I love your journey and going through, you know, the process to get to where you are. So tell us how did you get started then with what you're doing now currently, because to my understanding, and maybe I, I, am not getting it correctly, but the e-village health, you're more of a mobile practitioner. Is that correct? Am asking? So e-village health, I feel like the E is for electronic, right?
1: Because I do a lot of telehealth and, okay, you know, e-village health was born out of COVID-19. So COVID-19, I think the pandemic was devastating at so many levels for Mm -hmm. so many people, businesses, practices, and and even for me personally, like I hit the low of lows of my life during the pandemic, the week, you know, weeks and months before I decided to open eVillage Health, which was really pretty much a blessing, right? Because when you feel like you're at that point in your life where you know, you really can't go any lower. Like I feel like that's where opportunity is born from because for the first time in my life, I was willing to take a risk, you know, before I was always the healthcare provider that wanted to work for someone else Mm -hmm. and wanted to just care for the patients and didn't want to deal with the business side of things. Mm -hmm. And through COVID, you know, we, we, um, developed telehealth like you know telehealth with reimbursement right which made telehealth actually a doable thing for the first time in medicine so we could now see patients over you know something similar to zoom on only HIPAA compliant platform and we could be reimbursed for that by insurance and so I practice out of my home in Chatteroy, and <laughs> my um, assistant nurse is my miniature golden doodle. And (laughs) (laughs) my patients, when they come to my house, they, you know, they're welcomed into my home. They're like, you know, that's one thing about our patients is they're our family. So they're treated like family. We love them like family. We care for them just as we would care for our family. And they really get that sense when they come to the clinic and I open my front door and welcome them into my home. So initially, I kind of thought I would be a portable clinic. But um, I elected to just continue the practice out of my home because it works so well. And it allows me to keep my overhead down low enough so that I can always maintain a small practice size, and really baby my patients and be there for my patients, you know, so when a patient calls in the morning, and they're like, gosh, I have this urgent need you know, then we do everything we can to fit them in. And you'll never hear ever from my practice. I'm sorry. She's two weeks out or she's four weeks out or she's 12 weeks out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I created this cause I really just wanted to do it differently. You know, I had been at that point and, you know, I've been 25 years in the healthcare industry and I didn't really like where it was going with COVID in a lot of respects. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like COVID has taken a real hit on the healthcare industry, and the staffing shortages, like many other industries, are phenomenal. And um, the burnout rate for providers is very—you know—nurses, medical assistants, it's very high. Pharmacists. So I just had a vision that you know healthcare could be delivered differently, and it could be personalized, and it could be individual, and. I could be there for my patients when they needed me rather than sending them to an urgent care to be cared for by someone that's never meant them until that day. And so um, we're kind of, we're kind of different here, um, you know, and, and it we're different all the way from the first time you see me, I worked specialty care with um, cancer patients for 15 years mm. as a nurse practitioner. So I think I have taken some of those you know, concepts of practicing specialty medicine and applied them to my primary care practice. So the first time a new patient meets me, it's really not a meet and greet. It's a consultation. So I have thoroughly reviewed your medical records. You know, you come to me with your problems. And and many times, you know, some people are very, very ill, right? I have even this this portion of my practice where I care for um I have palliative care um, where I help cancer patients um, in the final days of their life feel as comfortable as they can or cancer patients that um, are fighting, you know, a terminal diagnosis and yet they're not ready for hospice. They want to keep fighting, but they want to be as comfortable as they can be and have their toxicities managed as well as they can. And so I kind of have this spectrum of people I care for and regardless of who I see, I really try to get to the bottom of what is most important to them and the bottom of what is most important to me and address those issues. So that's kind of where our wellness program was born out of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a desire to really dive in and help those patients that come to me. Like, you know, many of them with like the insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, they don't even know this is happening in their bodies. and they come to me with years of fatigue and insomnia and weight gain and joint aches. And, you know, this is, you know, those are the patients where I offer them or even my diabetics, you know, I have diabetics come to me on a hundred units of insulin or more a day. And that is where I offer them my wellness program where I say, look, let me help you feel better. Let me help you get off the insulin because you really don't need to be on it odds are you can get off that insulin completely odds are we can actually get your blood sugars down to a normal level and so that's my one-on-one wellness and weight loss program where I meet with them twice a week for um, eight weeks or for twice a week for four weeks for most of them if they need to eight weeks and they work with myself. They work with my nutrition coach, and we develop an individualized plan for them. And you know, the results are phenomenal. Sorry, here we already. E Village Health and um, Joy, the miniature golden doodle, has discovered the wild turkeys. It's
0: so. all good. It's all good. <laughs> so
1: yeah, so through our wellness program, like people really learn to not only like go back to the basics of taking care of themselves, but go back to the basics and the fundamentals of loving yourself, right? Of forgiving yourself when you feel like you've fallen off your meal plan of, you know, giving yourself that same graciousness and um, gratitude that you give others. So I wrap all of that into my wellness program. And it's amazing the results we get where people really start to feel good physically they feel good about themselves. And so that's, you know, another one of my passions, I go, I go where the patient is, right. So Mm -hmm. if it's wellness and prevention, I go there. If it's chronic disease management, we go there and I wrap in a ton of wellness. And if it's end of life, I'm going to do everything I can to make you as comfortable as I can. And so our practice management and consulting firm that kind of was born out of the idea that you know it was not an easy journey as a medical provider without a business degree to develop my own business and you know there was a lot of mistakes i made which i learned from and a lot of roadblocks which i overcame and so you know in this day and age post covid well, I, not, I can't say post In In day and age where COVID is simmering down and yet it has impacted us tremendously and hopefully it continues to simmer down, but none of us really know. Um, it's really a different environment for healthcare providers and the burnout rate is extremely high. So I would love to help other providers develop their own practice or those that have a practice, you know, help them, to be successful and increase their revenues so that they don't feel like they have to be, you know, have to succumb to HMOs or hospitalists to buy them out so that they can be financially viable. And so that's where, that's where I was kind of like mulling this idea around in the back of my head because I was talking to my mom recently and I was telling her yet another provider that I was, consult, you know, counseling and giving advice to and helping. I spent a full hour on the phone with her that day. And my mom, you know, asked me like, "Why do you do that? Why do you spend so much time helping other providers?" So I'm like, "Well, gosh, if you have the guts to open your own practice and you're out there trying to make it happen, like I'm going to do anything I can to help you." And so You know, it was just kind of serendipitous. I had a friend say, gosh, you're friends with Scott. Let's talk to him. He's, you know, he's a business guy, right? Because I, you know, I'm always, I'm always turning and turning my wheels, wondering like what I can do better in my practice from a business standpoint. And so I met with Scott and, you know, you'd have to know Scott to appreciate this answer, but Scott teams with his wife and they're just a power team. And they have lots of businesses. And, um, you know, Scott looked at my performance and his reply was, your business is doing great. What you need is more businesses. <laughs> 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 so the, the timing was phenomenal because he and his partner, um, Steve Begman, who also partners with his wife and their businesses, which I find is a beautiful concept. Um, they were looking for someone in the medical field to partner with. Um, for some of their medical businesses so we just kind of came together by chance you know the timing was phenomenal so here we are developing yes. a practice management and
0: consulting firm
1: I don't even have a name for it for that or, you know we just had the kickoff Friday
0: but you know yes <laughs>
1: yeah I think it's like that desire to help others right it's no different like I like that I you know I want to help my patients I want to help other providers that are out there trying to make it on their own and so we'll see kind of where this new journey takes me but I'm super excited to partner with businessmen that really have a clear understanding of business and I really have a clear understanding of medicine and you know I fumbled through my business enough to have a good idea next time of like what not to do versus what to do
0: yes (laughs) well i i love that you have that there's a book called serendipity mindset i don't know if you've ever heard of it michael singer but that was just all serendipity just like you said it how it came together and i love that the timing in in our world is perfect i know personally i loved my telehealth with my um i actually see a nurse practitioner too she's my my doctor and i love her so much and it just is so nice to visit with her like i feel like i even get more time with her on the telehealth versus you know in going in into the office and it just feels more you know you're in your home environment i just feel more cared for in that way at home um versus going in to see her (laughs) so i just love what you're doing and how wonderful that you are really creating and curating um that place for for people whatever they need because we're all so different we all have different needs um so i just really celebrate that you were brave and you took that step and you did it so (laughs) way to dream big and i want to i want to go back um well, I want to go back a little bit with you because you really did, you know, tell tell me quite a bit more about your business and your how your background is helping you um, in your current field. But I want to go. This is my favorite question. So when you decided to go out on your own and you, you know, met with your, you know, your first patient that op- kind of that opening day, so to say, of your business, Can you walk us through that? How that felt for you? Did you have fear? Did you have doubt? Or were you just like, I'm doing this? Here we go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So opening day to me is kind of day one of seeing patients. And you know, I think that initial opening day was probably way back when I was walking my dog. And I was like, You know, okay, God, what do you have in, you know, what do you have in store for me next? Because I know, I know it's your calling for me to take care of patients. And, um, you know, I feel like that was my initial opening day and instantly, instantly I had a name pop into my mind and I knew it was eVillage Health and I knew it would be primary care. And this is how I would serve patients moving forward. But then there was like opening day, opening day, right, which (laughs) um, (laughs) was not spiritual in any way, shape or form. And that was day one of, you know, seeing patients via telehealth. And gosh, I asked my, you know, I was talking to my assistant recently, my medical assistant who was there with me day one. And we were kind of reminiscing on that. So it's ironic you asked me that. But you know, it was a learning curve, it was a gosh, you know, you know, we can't get the telehealth platform to work, or we can see them, but we can't hear them, or we can hear them, but we can't see them. And (laughs) from that standpoint, and you know, we learned a lot. And at this point, um, you know, at this point, we kind of have the kinks ironed out. And so you know, my assistant gets on with them first, always and gets the telehealth platform up and running and works through all the kinks. But I, yeah, I mean, looking back, the single um, biggest focus of opening day was like just being able to see and hear everyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, way to work through that challenge, because I know, you know, for so many of us, and even patients included, we've all had to learn how to get on this type of platform like you and i are on zoom you know zoom was something i was already familiar with pre-covid so i was able to help so many people during especially when we were, had the stay at home order i was able to help so many people learn the zoom platform and i'm so grateful and thankful that i had something a way to contribute and help during that time um But it just way to work through it way to work through that because I know there were so many people that are like I'm just gonna give up Um, so I love that you pushed through and something I want to comment on too when you were talking and telling us about You know how you do work your business through that kind of small town Home doctor type of feel I just love that you're You know kind of bringing that back like I remember Um, reading books as a you know young adult and you know especially like I loved Laura Ingalls Wilder and you know thinking about yes that you know just that like you're like that doctor that would you know the that they would go to and see like I love how it's kind of old school but new new school all coming together (laughs) it's it's so beautiful to see that because I think that you know um having that his that that friendship but that understanding with your doctor that they really know you inside and out is so so vital to your health overall so I just love that I love what you're doing (laughs) I hope I hope that you inspire this to go you know so much bigger I sure yeah.
1: hope so, too.
0: I Beautifully said, though. I
1: like that description. I do try to wrap in the old style medicine with the newer technology in order to provide this, you know, the highest quality of care. And it works. It works to combine yeah. them, too. And if, you know, if you just wrap yourself around the new and not the old, you lose sight of patient care. And if you just focus on the old and don't embrace technology, then you really can't deliver that level of care so it is a dance
0: yes yes okay well what is you know we've kind of you've kind of touched on this but just in case there's more um what is your key motivation for doing this today I mean I love that you're now moving into that consulting and willing to help other people like that's just a beautiful merriment um but is there more to it that that you want to add? Um, you know, I am passionate.
1: I am passionate about what I do. You know, the beautiful thing is I have been able to wake up every morning of my adult life and say, gosh, I love what I do. And so, you know, to me, I guess it's twofold. You know, I, I love any opportunity where I can get my name out there since my practice is new and I'm growing it. But, you know, I also really hope to inspire other providers to take the leap and take the risk and open their own practice, you know, especially those that are feeling burnt out. Like maybe rather than early retirement, because you've mastered medicine, maybe you go and open your own practice. And so, You know, I would love to motivate other, other providers, you know, that's really thought outside of the box. Um, Bob Husterlid, he sees Medicare patients out of an assisted living center. And talk about thinking outside of the box of your traditional medical clinic. You know, he's able to partner with an organization so that he can go in and take care of their patients and other patients. Um, So, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's not telehealth, because maybe you're a provider that hates telehealth, that's okay. Um, But maybe you're just, you know, wanting something different than the traditional clinic or the clinic that's owned by the hospital. So just being able to look outside that box and figure out like, what is your next step in your professional journey? And, you know, what do you need to do to make that happen? And, And just take the leap and you know, make it happen. And there's those out there to support you.
0: Yes. Yes. So good. So good. Well, I'm excited for this question. Just um, you've touched on this a little bit too, but how has your business impacted your life personally? Maybe there's some more you want to add to that. Oh,
1: gosh. So, I would say I never really had an appreciation for mistakes like I do today. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always like, mistakes are an opportunity, nonsense. But one thing that I have learned is to embrace my mistakes because boy, have I learned from them. And, you know, my mistakes really did pave the path to my success. So And just that endurance, you know, like it's a marathon and, you know, so you go through your first mile and then you hit your second mile and it's just taking that one step at a time and probably bigger than anything for a, a non risk taker. I was pretty much, you know, your typical nurse practitioner work for, um, an organization and love on my patients care for my patients focus on you know the delivery of quality patient care and so for me to take a risk and to really get out there and um you know you go through this period of time where you're losing money losing money losing money and then you know you question yourself sometimes like was it was it really a good idea um did I hear you wrong, God, and then you get to the point where, okay, I created a successful business, like I'm here, I'm doing this. So I think just that very journey of being able to take a risk, work through the roadblocks that come your way. um, And then come out the other side, you know, feeling like, okay, I have figured out a good system. And I think probably the secret, the magic, you know, ingredient to the sauce is that I have really surrounded myself with others that make me a better person and that make me believe in myself when I have doubts and, you know, help me to challenge myself professionally and personally and continue to grow. So, um, I, I, I have two of the most fabulous medical assistants, I worked with them for years and years um, and now we work together and they have been right by my side, growing this business from the beginning. And so, you know, Uh I was always a, a firm believer that you practice at the top of your license or the top of your certification or the top of your trade. And now I've been able to be in a role where I can really encourage those that work with me to, you know, I I constantly push them to, you know, you can do this, we're going to try something new now, and you've got this. And so, you know, this was not a one man team deal. It's a very small team. It's a three man team. But together, you know, we uplift each other, we support each other, and we all practice at the top of our licenses and certifications. And so through that, And through just that very family atmosphere, you know, we love each other like we love our patients. So through that support, you know, it's allowed us to build a beautiful practice together.
0: Oh, I love that. It's part of that entrepreneurial journey that you're on, you know, the emotions, the craziness, but then the community that comes alongside of you and helps, you know, remind you of what you're doing and The reason you're doing it and you guys uplift each other together so so sweet (laughs) well I this is something I've done for season two in my podcast and it's been a a lot of fun to see who each of the guests pick um, for this question and I I like to add a little give back portion to the podcast. So when I go in and um, post this on Instagram, it's great because Instagram has a little nonprofit button so listeners can donate and even followers can donate. And it's been fun to see um, the different organizations get lifted up and represented. But what is a local nonprofit group that you've helped to serve or would like to feature and lift up?
1: gosh well for me it's a no-brainer right um it's cancer can and gosh that one almost makes me a little emotional mm. so I have a great passion about um you know and it's just a real respect for cancer can't and Becky Van Heelen that built it um from the ground up with her husband when he was fighting cancer and so I just think they bring so much to our local cancer patients. And, um, you know, it's, it's all passion driven. That woman does not take a paycheck. So it's not like other, and I probably am stepping out of turn and saying that, but i mean, to me, that's a big deal. Like she does this out of passion and love for her husband and others that are going, you know, are going through the journey of cancer that she and her family had to go through. And they have, I mean, she has built an incredible organization of people like her that are doing, you know, they're working for Cancer Camp because they want to help cancer patients. And so they do everything from providing assistance with lodging, transportation. Um, They're going after grants so that they can, you know, fund patients if they're needing financial help with, you know, paying bills, what have you. So I mean that one's a no-brainer. If you're in the you know, the local Spokane, Coeur d'Alene, you know, inland northwest area, cancer can't where you should be putting your money, in my opinion.
0: Okay, I love it. I haven't heard about them before. So it's really great to, you know, have new um, new circles open up to to different, I I just love Spokane. We are such a community that wants to help. And so I'm excited because this is new for me. So I'm excited to go and look them up and see who they are and help to see where we can serve. So thank you for sharing that. Cancer can't, correct? Cancer can't, yep. Yep. Um, Okay. And um, you'll
1: see once you look on their website, Jonathan, Dan Killen was actually the founder, and his wife Becky um, carries the torch, and boy, does she carry it well! So, boy, I mean, that would be an amazing podcast if you ever
0: get a chance to talk with that woman. Talk about inspiring! Okay, yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, I will definitely do some research on them, and we'll be make we'll make sure that during um, on the notes of the art Excuse me on the podcast that we'll send links so that people can find them. Um I've really 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 loved our conversation today, Jessica, and I'm 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 excited to ask this question. This is my question at the end that I don't prep guests for. <laughs> <laughs> it is the dream big podcast. So, my last question is, what's next? What's your next dream big? What are you working towards for the next, you know, five to 10 years of your life? And it doesn't have to be ginormous. It can even be, you know, small. It's just that next thing that you want to create for our world. <laughs>
1: oh, well, I mean, I already have business number three planned out. So that's probably what's next. Cool. (laughs) Now that I've got the business bug as one of my friends say. (laughs) So yeah, my next vision is to provide primary care providers with a table space, we call it, which is where you have an electronic medical record, right? And you have um, your documentation. So let's say you have someone that comes in with a new diagnosis of diabetes. So I've created order sets for each common and uncommon diagnosis we see in primary care. So you pull up that diabetes order set so that you immediately have in front of you the latest standards of care and you don't miss anything with that patient. You don't forget to order a lab. You don't forget to, you know, make sure their hypertension is controlled, make sure their you know cholesterol levels are to go like it's a very you know and then also address the lifestyle issues. So that's my next venture. Is I want to market my table space to other providers to make document you know anything we can do to make documentation faster mm-hmm. and yet increase quality of care to the patient. I think um, is something all of us providers are seeking. So that's my. That's my next
0: business. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. You are definitely a multi-passionate entrepreneur. (laughs) The brain never stops going. (laughs) Okay, well, is there anything else that you, you know, just have on your heart to share? I love, I mean, I I just feel like people are going to be so inspired hearing this conversation that we've had today. I, thought,
1: I mean, you've done a fabulous job, and uh, I've really enjoyed being on here today. I don't know that, I don't know that there's any uh, extra bit of wisdom left here in my
0: uh, or inspiration left here in me. I think you've covered it all. Well, thank you, Jessica, and thank you for saying that. And for anyone out there, you know, you might be in Cheddaray, you might be saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm excited to." To connect with you, so we'll make sure that we get a way for people to contact you, find you, and if there's, you know, a, a, anyone in the healthcare industry out there who's gotten inspired, same thing. So I'm excited to see what sparks from our conversation today, and thank you for your time. And um, it's just been a lot of fun. Dina, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you. And everyone out there, just remember to keep dreaming big and praying bigger. Because our world really does need you. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you on another episode.